we mm-hmm. have an obligation to rest. Now, of course, yes. it's not that you throw out all your obligation and, oh, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you've got children, okay, fend for yourself because I don't care and I'm Sabbathing today. Like, no. <laughs> Is that a term? <laughs> now it's a term. Watch out. It's going to be in the category. No, I'm Sabbathing <laughs> today. Don't bug me. <laughs> we are Sabbathing. Don't at me. We are Sabbathing. Welcome to a Pondering Heart podcast. We're two friends learning and growing together in our Catholic faith. We'll talk about the triumphs and struggles that we face on our journey. And then we'll dive even deeper. My name is Amina Morrow. And I'm Rachel Wong. Let's ponder out loud together. friends and welcome to this episode of a pondering heart podcast i'm rachel and as always i'm joined by my friend emmy hi emmy well she was excited <laughs> hi rachel how are you i'm okay how are you oh i'm good it's been a while eh? it has it's been, been yeah it's been a while no it has been yeah so it's uh we're kind of in the thick of summer like as we're recording this it is mm. it is very hot though if anyone were to watch a video you would notice that emmy is wearing a sweater so she always points it would almost out. be like <laughs> it's like are we in two different places even though we're in the, technically the same city like are we in the same place yeah. the answer yes. is yes but i'm just a cold person you know like more warmth helps a cold person <laughs> in in temperature not in not in not in personality don't get me wrong friends amazing i may be born in winter but i'm not elsa anyway there you go (laughs) so as you probably all have noticed we had taken some time away from the podcast after the end of our first season and we're back and before we really jump into the heart of this episode we wanted to share some things to look ahead to What you'll notice first off is that we will be going to monthly releases of episodes. So instead of every week, uh, you will be receiving episodes every month. And it's just because there's a lot of exciting things going on in our lives. Um, Maybe Emmy, I'll throw it to you because your life is more exciting than mine. Oh, (laughs) please. Do you want to share what's going on? Sure. So for our listeners that have been kind of paying attention to what's been going on since last season, you would know that I'm entering into a new period of life. Um, so I'm going back to school in the fall. So as we're recording now, it's just a few weeks until then. So I'm a hundred percent very terrified. Um, I'm trying to pursue a curiosity and see where it will take me. But for the most part, it's just like, I realized that in four years, I'm going to be turning a certain age (laughs) and whether or not I decide to pursue a degree is up to me, but still I will turn that age. So might as well do the uncomfortable thing now then regret things later you know so I'm super excited about that but yeah for the most part it's just school like I think starting over in my early 20s is terrifying but at the same time it isn't really starting over it's just taking what I've learned in the past and kind of equipping that in this new stage of life so yeah how about you well not nearly as exciting I'm also kind of going back to school Mm. but it's because I work at the university (laughs) and as many of you know we are still in COVID so I have to report that every episode and this will this season will be no different (laughs) but despite all of that we will now be going back to in-person work 
which means that I'll be commuting a lot more and like Emmy, like our time will be a little bit more restrained. So we wanted to find a way to continue releasing mm. uh, episodes uh, just because we've had a lot of fun, but also we received a lot of support mm-hmm. from all of you. So we're just really grateful for that and we hope that you'll be patient with us and uh, that you'll continue to enjoy some of the conversations that we have upcoming. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to uh, share that right off the bat because you all are so important to us. So thank you. So with that said, I think it's really apt that we talk about uh, this topic of busyness. Mm-hmm. But before that, as always, we'll start with an icebreaker. So on the opposite end of the spectrum of busyness is rest. And uh, hopefully during the summertime, but Regardless of season, it is always good to find rest. So, Emmy, my question for you is, what is your favorite way to rest? Oh, okay. So, I have made one of my favorite purchases in the summer. I have bought a portable, like, picnic blanket. And it's one of my favorite purchases because it was only $20. And it folds into, like, a cute little bag. And, like, already just fantasizing going to the park and just reading books in the side. I mean, I don't know how that will be once like school starts, but as of now, it's just been so much fun. Like I've planned picnics in the the duration of the summer with friends and I'm already really excited. My ideal way to rest is really just like chilling. And for some reason now I like the sun, which is not very me, but I'm learning to appreciate the seasons that we have today. Like, do you know what I mean? Because like sometimes like like especially in VC year, we have had like Rachel and I talked about this earlier. We we are having our third heat wave in the summer, and it's ridiculous. But at the same time, I know that I'm going to miss this in mm. the winter, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to appreciate that. So, yep. I just really like my blanket. But anyway, yeah, that's awesome. Honestly, just like reading a book, being in the sun outside, even by myself, I'm good. How about you? How do you like to rest? Yeah, mine is similar, though. I think that I I haven't, well, I do like the outdoors. Mm. Maybe I should also invest in a portable picnic You should. So good. (laughs) If you have an affiliate link, you can drop it in the (laughs) description. Um, But in any case, I do love to read. And then one one of the things that I really like to do is actually make a coffee. So I wouldn't go as far as to say that I'm a coffee snob Mm. but I do like my coffee a certain way and I've picked up some interesting habits I guess over my years of of working in tech and in startup right it's very therapeutic like the process in itself to make coffee and then of course like I'm always on the hunt for like interesting flavors and new beans and there's just something about putting it together and then of course having a cup of coffee and being able to read I don't know. There's nothing better. I think that it's just really cool. Yeah. And then you just like put your phone on airplane mode yes. and then you just read. Yes. 100%. Do you have a favorite like blend or something? Like I'm not really a co- I, I am a coffee person, but I'm not like as big as it. Yeah. I'm not into it as big as you are. Like do you have any favorites? Uh, I am a big espresso drinker. I don't know. I'm not. Okay. So I'm not quite hmm. there with like the blend so i'm like hey that's good terminology okay, cool. there see and see? now this is me exposing myself people are like, oh wow here she's gonna drop some coffee wisdom nope i i don't really know anything okay. um but i do have a couple of places that i really like i like to mm. buy local of oh. course just to support and sometimes like people create like the the most unique things like the other day i bought a bag mm. of beans that is like a summer special oh wow but it's like lemon lime fudgesicle and peach this is coffee into the coffee beans wow yeah, yeah. that's fancy. that was really good yeah yeah so. my, 
my ideal coffee is just like those that come in the sachets like instant coffee is just like my thing (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well there you go well thank you for indulging me in coffee talk but also talking about rest as I mentioned our topic for today is busyness so we just shared and and we're kind of chatting beforehand Mm -hmm. about just like all the crazy things that have been going on and then Mm. of course like we we just shared what's going to happen moving forward right but I remember when we were kind of brainstorming topics I know that this was something that we'd come up with uh, maybe a couple months ago actually and when I think back on you know my own life and even to this day I feel like a lot of my life has always been marked by what I'm doing or the actions. So whether it's like extracurriculars or working or how many classes I'm taking, there are times where I feel like I'm ashamed to admit, oh, I'm doing nothing. Right. So maybe like we'll start there, like in terms of busyness. Well, first off, have you ever been busy, Emmy? (laughs) What is that like? Yes. I think Mm -hmm. everyone in like whatever stage in life they are they've been busy at some point or another so I think a lot of people would be able to resonate with this topic in itself I've definitely been busy I think the first time I was in college that was one of the busiest times I would say like entering my last year of high school entering into college and in that duration like that period of being a student has always been kind of busy like I remember just like diving into school and forgetting everyone else I'm just doing that. I'm doing ministry on the side and that's it. Like, I don't know anyone else. And it wasn't necessarily a bad thing at first. But then at the same time, like, I've also had periods where if it wasn't school, it was work. Like, there was always something that was taking my time. Um, And I don't know if I really liked how it occupied my time in that way. Because I remember once I... I was tasked to do like a pie chart and charting how my time was spent. And that was such a revealing sense of like, whoa, I don't know if I like that work is 50 or 60% of my time. And that's not Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's once you said like the pie chart and then dividing up your time, I was like, oh, I know exactly where this is going to (laughs) go. And I don't like that feeling at all. Right. Because especially like as Catholics, right, Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes we add ministry or church or God Mm -hmm. in itself is like is absolutely a section of that Mm -hmm. of that pie chart. Mm -hmm. And then when you notice that it is being dwarfed by work or social things, at least like I remember when I did a similar type exercise, I was just like, oh, no, that's not very good. Like as Catholics as people who are in relation with God and mm-hmm. he desires to be in relation with us, what does that actually mean for our lives? Like, what does that actually reveal? Right. You're right. Like, I think there's some sense of, um, I don't know about you, but like, I've definitely had friendships or relationships where I would describe how busy I was, but then they would one up me, you know, mm-hmm. like try to one up me almost. I don't know if it was like intentional, but sometimes when you're tired like you kind of express this and then some Mm -hmm. other people would say oh I'm also doing this and this and this and Mm -hmm. you feel like it's some sort of competition when it never really was to begin with and it's really unfortunate because I think in our day and age a lot of people kind of put kind of like a badge of honor almost and like being busy as if being busy is like what we're supposed to achieve if that's the right right English you know what I mean like it's not our end goal we're not supposed like the Lord is not gonna say like oh 
um, my good and faithful busy servant. Like he's not gonna say mm. that at the end of our lives. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah, and I'm glad you said badge of honor too. I it's in my notes here where <laughs> I remember I came across this. I think it was on. Uh, I was reading a couple articles and someone had shared one that says right. burnout is not a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. So like truly like the the extreme point of being busy or even too busy is right. really burnout. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm sure you and I and anyone listening to this right now has experienced some form of burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can all agree that it's very unfortunate. But you point to something there when it comes to I don't know. I'm reticent to call it a friendship because okay. it's, you know, that's super challenging. But like yeah. those types of interactions that mm. you have with people who, you know, you value or who are friends in your lives. But then it seems like there is some kind of like competition or even like a glorification of productivity or being busy and almost kind of like, well, if I can take on all of these things and make time for you, then why can't you do that? Which, like you said, it's really unfortunate. Like, when you were sharing that, I was kind of like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> because it's not it's not a fun place to be in, no. right? Like, everyone has their own limits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, making an idol of productivity, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that. Because I was even reflecting on, um, in Bible in a Year, Father Mike was talking a lot about idolatry as uh, adultery right like kind of using this whole metaphor of adultery and and idolatry and kind of comparing the two with israel and their relationship to our lord right and um oh yeah you know yeah, he yeah. Mm-hmm. he kept asking the questions like what are the idols that are captivating your heart and truly ouch. like i i mm-hmm. would right yeah right <laughs> i'm just like oh ouch like that really hurts because <laughs> you know so many times we're kind of like i don't idolize anyone or like I don't idolize money I don't Mm -hmm. idolize sex or anything Mm -hmm. but when I really like sit and just think about it Mm. I can probably say with certainty that yeah there's periods of my life or periods of time where I do idolize productivity because like I mentioned earlier I feel almost guilty or ashamed to be like I've got nothing to do today and that's actually okay Mm -hmm. you know I've definitely fallen in the same idea too like I think I don't know, there's something so weird about attaching our identity to what we do. And it's something that I've been trying to stay away from. Because I remember I was talking to a new friend recently, like we were introducing ourselves, like saying what we do. And I was really trying to stay away from things that I would try to identify with. Like, Mm. this is what I do. This is blah, blah, blah. And even like in um like situations like dating like that's something that people would want to know like they want to know what you do but then at the same time like is that really all you want to be known for for all the actions Mm. or the quote-unquote achievements that you do on a daily weekly monthly basis but then at the end of the day is that really who you are are you really identified by the actions that you do or the person that you are so wow you know, like, I think that's something that we can create an idol out of, like the idea of attaching yourself to the ministries, the work that you do, and what have you, I'm sure other people have like different categories that they probably have created idols of unintentionally, but it just Mm -hmm. happens, you know, without even us thinking about it. Mm -hmm. That's something that I've been trying to stray away from, because like, I've definitely struggled with not having quote-unquote like anything Mm. that other people would see as valuable and then at the same time also finding that if I don't have 
or if I'm not doing anything that people would see as valuable, does that make me unvaluable? Does that lessen my own worth? Because I, I'm not doing what the society thinks I should do. Like as a young woman, as a young Catholic woman, if I'm not, if I'm not in ministry in the same capacity as everyone else, does that mean that I'm not a good Catholic? You know, like it can go in different directions too. Like just us in our early twenties, like as a young Catholic in our workforce, like all those things, like it's really, uh, for lack of a better term, it's really dumb, you know? Like, no, <laughs> yes. Right? Like, yes. That's what I've just been struggling with. But then at the same time, like, how do you introduce yourself? I'm just like going into this like whole idea. You know what I mean? Cause like, that's kind of what people do. They're like, hi, my name is Emmy. I am a blah, blah, blah. I do this. Right. But it's like, right. you're more than that. Right. You're more than what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that really goes along with just like a question that I had here, but I think you, you've you already, you know, you've said so much that I think answers it, but just as a, as a way to maybe prompt listeners as well, it's like, why is it that we let ourselves get too busy? And I think, you know, all of the things that you mentioned there, whether it's, you know, we're conscious of like our, our value and mm-hmm. we're wondering, does it devalue us if we don't do what everybody else is doing or expects us to do? Yeah. Um, like, are we trying to play catch up or are Mm. we trying to keep up with other people and and their expectations um or even like I remember someone had asked me this before like a really good friend of mine had asked me it's like why do you allow yourself to get busy because I think that you know people don't well maybe some people choose to be busy and I think yeah it's a free choice Mm -hmm. certainly but like allowing for like our calendars to fill up and I don't know if she was serious or not, but she was just like, what are you trying to hide from? (laughs) Oh, no. Right? Or just like, what are you trying to pave over or cover up? Because, you know, I I can say with absolute certainty that there Mm. have been times where like my calendar has been empty Mm. and it's literally like, oh, for five minutes, it's really great to just like sit down and not do anything. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know, on the sixth minute, I'm like, okay, is this all there is to life? Because I'm so bored, right? (laughs) But then, you know, a couple days earlier, I was complaining about being so busy. It's almost like, especially in this day and age, right? Everything is so go, go, go. And so like in your face Mm -hmm. that we don't know how to rest. Yeah. Or we just have no chill. (laughs) And for what? Like, what are we? Yeah, Yeah, I guess like, why do we allow for ourselves to get too busy? And Mm -hmm. also, what does that come at the expense of? When we do get too busy, what does that come at the expense of? Um, and mm-hmm. I was wondering, Emery, like for yourself, right. uh, when you think back to moments where you've been really busy, right. where have you seen it hurt Ouch. the most? Oh, honestly, relationships and mm. like my own relationship with my family, my friends, and just like, mm-hmm. honestly, even my relationship with God and myself, mm-hmm. like I think, and just to tie in a little bit with what you were mentioning earlier about being busy and trying to hide things Mm. so um in the summer I was able to partake in therapy for the first time in a long time and that was a really great experience in kind of like understanding myself a little bit more and I think even like dissecting busyness in itself can also unpack a little bit more of how we cope it can be I feel Mm. like it's a form of like self-protection almost as well too because I've definitely like when I was reflecting in my life when I was a teenager I realized that there were some parts in my life where I was just so afraid of opening up about. So I would rather just spend the time 
serving God, doing all these things in ministry. I was so active in youth ministry and it's so good. I think everyone who does that is, it's so good. But at the same time, we also need to step back a little bit and just like think about why we do those things. Like, is there something that we are trying to avoid and like trying not to do because, oh, I'm serving God. It's okay. I don't need to think about these things that are like traumatic (laughs) or anything because I'm doing that instead. You know what I mean? Like, I think that can also be like, a part of it as well um but yeah like I don't know like I think it's definitely something that we all struggle with for sure and what's really unfortunate I think is that we don't we talk about it but we don't really dissect it enough to understand and I think that's something that we're trying to do today yeah that question that you pose mm. and just like how profound that is about um or sorry not question but the point about using that as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. Because I think when I think more critically and just overview my life, I think that's absolutely it, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm just using it to defend against uh, like anything like that I don't want to deal with yeah, or, or kind of use that as the cop out where, you know, if like, yeah, for whatever reason, like mm-hmm. maybe I wasn't invited to something. So it's like, right. oh, well, like I'm too busy for them anyway. So it's, mm. you know, like stuff like that, which... I think is not healthy. It's not a healthy way to <laughs> deal with that type of stuff. And yeah. and of course, it is unfortunate, you know, when you're in like high school or whatever, and mm. then your friends aren't your real friends. But mm-hmm. that's a whole other conversation for another day. <laughs> Taking that time to to rest and, and really think more about, you know, are we, yeah, like that. that's such a great question. Like, are we doing things for the right reasons? And perhaps, like, it's a wonderful segue into, um, I know, something that we have a, a huge affinity for, like, we've talked about at length many times, but just um, that classic story of Mary and Martha in the Gospels, and just how, I, I think when I was younger, and I heard that story, right? I thought that the, the too long didn't listen was, oh, just don't be Martha. <laughs> I thought that was the takeaway. Right. But then, as I've become a little older and a little more wise, I mm. would hope... The takeaway is not to not be Martha, but Mm. really to find a balance. And I think that's exactly what you're pointing to, because Mm. like you said, youth ministry, um, serving in whatever capacity, uh, even as much as I rag on work sometimes, Mm -hmm. going to work Mm -hmm. is is a good thing. You know, like we're supposed to, like we're called to serve in some Mm -hmm. way, but... But truly, it's like striking that balance. We can't be Martha all the time. And we know that our Lord, he does kind of like rebuke Martha in a way where he says that, yeah, like her sister Mary had chosen the better part by Mm -hmm. sitting at our Lord's feet. So it's really like that balance of being active and contemplative. You know, we are a both and people as Catholics, and it's so important to be able to just incorporate both into our lives. For sure. Something that kind of came to mind, I haven't read Mm -hmm. this book, but there is this book that I found in like Catholic circles that I've been kind of like eyeing. It's called Being a Mary in a Martha World. And like, yeah, it exists. And like, so cool. Right? Wow. Yeah. And it it exists somewhere. So I really want to read it. I don't want (laughs) to recommend it in case, but I mean, just from the title, it sounds good. And I think even then, just that idea is already pretty good. Cause I do agree with you. Like when I was reading that story for the first time, I also thought that you're not supposed to be like Martha, but then something I also realized is that you can't be Mary all the time either. Like we're meant to work, like we're meant to labor. And at the same time, when you think about that story in itself, like Martha 
was working because she already knew who Jesus was. Like she was the one who recognized him, who invited him over their house. She was the one preparing, doing all these things because she knew she was preparing her house for a guest. The only issue, or at least something that I kind of caught, like something that I realized was he wasn't rebuking her for working. He was rebuking her for being anxious about it, you know? Mm. And like she was kind of telling her sister not to pay attention to Christ when that was kind of I think that was the whole point of him visiting you know Mm -hmm. so it kind of makes sense in that sense because like I've definitely struggled with the whole Mary Martha situation because it's like right am I supposed to be a Mary or a Martha in this situation and I think you can be both and you're right it's definitely a balance we need to learn how to rest how to Mm -hmm. take action and kind of discern which one we're supposed to do at that time because I think Mm -hmm. we're called to do both it's just a matter of figuring out when yeah, absolutely. And I think that it it hasn't been until probably this year. And, and again, I credit Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year in really helping at least to set my mind up right. for understanding like the rules around like the Sabbath, mm-hmm. right? And actually taking that seriously. Because as many Catholics know, like there is a, a commandment really, not just a rule, but a commandment about keeping the Sabbath holy. But what does that actually mean? What does it mean to actually like rest and and take time to not only keep but honor the Mm -hmm. Sabbath? And Mm -hmm. I remember it was, you know, at the time that we're recording this, maybe a couple weeks or maybe even a month ago, I remember there was a a moment where I was feeling like very, very burnt out. And Mm -hmm. truly, I think like the whole world was feeling this when the gospel hit, but it was from, and I I put it down here, it's like Mark (gasps) uh, chapter six, where Jesus says, and and I'll quote from Mark's gospel, Mm -hmm. come away with me, let us go alone to a quiet place and rest for a while. And I think everyone in the mass was slain at that point (laughs) when that gospel was proclaimed. And then, of course, like the homily being, you know, just a reminder that we Mm -hmm. have an obligation to rest. Now, of course, it's not that you throw out all your obligation and, oh, Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you've got children, okay, fend for yourself because I don't care and I'm Sabbathing today. Like, no. Is that a term? <laughs> now it's a term. Watch out. It's going to be in the catechism. I'm no, Sabbathing I'm today. <laughs> Don't bug me. <laughs> we are Sabbathing. Don't at me. We are Sabbathing. But truly, like, what does it mean to rest? And just the fact that, like, our Lord, too, like, yeah. even Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Who I'm sure he would never get overwhelmed because he's literally God. That's true. But he, knowing what his disciples needed and mm-hmm. out of such love, and affection he called his disciples after all of the things that they were doing after all the traveling that they were doing he told them to rest yeah and it's like how can you say no to our lord and yet how often do we do like you know, we kind of keep holding on and we're just like no like i can go <laughs> i can stay up one more hour <laughs> to work on this thing you know yeah so yeah wow that's so funny that you mentioned the gospel from a few weeks ago because I'll say two things. Number one, rest is actually my word for this year. And it's been kind of a resonating like theme. And it's kind of funny that we're talking about the whole idea of like busyness and rest because I haven't thought about it in a while, but it's definitely like something that I've been trying to just kind of really understand. And the second thing I was going to say, so there was a reading about Elijah and how he was tired. And if, if I'm remembering my like scripture properly, he just finished like he was like not battling but he was like against um like I think pagan god like they were like 
a competition between like god and like pagan gods and then god won like our god won and then i believe a queen said that she or something or someone in like authority said that they were going to kill elijah and he was scared and then he was he was alone and he was terrified and he asked for the lord to take away his life and then i remember the angel told him to rest and to eat he took a nap and then the angel told him to do it again because he's going to need the rest for the rest of the 40 days or something. I'm totally right. paraphrasing this, but that always yeah. kind of resonated with me, like even before mm-hmm. hearing this reading, because I think mm-hmm. it pops up a lot, like especially like when you scroll on like Facebook or Instagram, like it pops up a lot, like this like story with Elijah. And I think it's funny in a busy, glorified world, a lot of us crave rest, but we don't know mm-hmm. how to. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because, you know, like, I think we're all craving for Sabbath. We just mm-hmm. don't appreciate the holiness of it. And that's mm-hmm. really sad. There's a whole reason why the Lord created the Sabbath and the holy day because he rested. So why shouldn't right. we? Yeah. Like, are we too above God yes. to, to rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I love that story that you mentioned of Elijah. It's the it's that one where if folks aren't familiar, because I, I'm kind of struggling right now, but we'll yeah. find the passage and drop yeah. it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that one where I'm sure many people have seen it on Catholic Instagram, where it's yes. like, even the Lord told, or the Lord tells us to nap and have a snack. Um, <laughs> you know, so if you're ever struggling with something, take a nap, have a snack. Best advice be ever, honestly. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... I think that is a powerful reminder mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, and, and we can say the same thing about literally th- anything else, but the pur- but for the purposes of this the conversation, I think you're absolutely right where we talk about it so much about, oh, like I really want a vacation or I just mm-hmm. want to be able to like <laughs> my sister the other day, she's just like, I just want to be able to sit and stare at a wall forever. And yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, but let's be real. Like in five minutes, <laughs> you're going to be like, bored. okay, so what is the next thing? <laughs> Right. I, I think that maybe like that is a it's a good challenge and reminder for us today is is to really consider like especially when Sundays roll around. And again, it's not to say that we I guess you could do absolutely nothing, but, you know, keep your responsibility, but also like really kind of discern and figure out what is it that will allow for you to keep the Sabbath holy. That's true. And really, you know, set our minds on the things that are above rather than all of the craziness that is is right here right now yeah it's true that's a lot of things for our listeners and even ourselves to like pray about like even (laughs) honestly i didn't even know i thought of all these things just like from this conversation but it's like that's right it's definitely something that we need to talk about more and not even just Mm -hmm. talk about but also practice because like i don't know about you i've definitely just talked the talk (laughs) but never walked the walk like i (laughs) can say all these things and sprout somewhat wisdom but do i practice them in my own life i don't know maybe um (laughs) it'll require accountability so i guess like that's that's another thing that we can throw out there and maybe just as we kind of like wrap up then Mm -hmm. we have some practical tips that we'd like to share um so along with everything that we've said think about this okay um and this topic of accountability uh did you want to share yours first Sure. Okay. So the tip that I have is actually a tip that was given to me by a previous guest that we had last season. So her name is Camille Mendoza. If you haven't listened to the episode with her and her husband, definitely recommend. 
Um, all of that, that one is all about dating and it's so good. Um, but in terms of what she told me, um, she told me advice when I was in high school, I believe. And it was how she was able to prioritize her time. And it really resonated with me. So the question that she writes on her planner and like her monthly planner, her like weekly spread is, is this moving you forward? And that question always resonated with me because she always points to the fact that we need to prioritize our values first. I think being able to prioritize what's important to us and kind of like label them. And then when we set up new things in our calendar, we're able to decipher if this new event is going to move us forward in the direction that we want to go in. And I think that's a good idea too, like, especially when it comes to being busy, because I think sometimes when we make plans, we don't really think about the long-term effects of it. Like, is this event going to lead me closer to Jesus or is this just going to be another idol in my life? Mm. So that's a question to think about. Mm. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a good question to ask. Another thing to ponder for sure. Um, I think for me, one thing that I, I will share with listeners is I'm sure maybe many of you have come across like the big rocks versus sand analogy. Yeah. To throw a sophisticated flair in there, my spiritual director, he said to me the other day, he was just like, Rachel, do you have a rule of life? And oh. I'm like, who do you think I am, father? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, yet. are you? I know. I'm just like, what? Um. And then he's like, okay, are you familiar with the big rocks and sand analogy? I'm like, yes, that's mm-hmm. I, that's more my speed. So essentially for anyone who may not be familiar, anyone who has ever like had maybe like an empty bucket and, and you may know that if you put all of like the sand and like mm-hmm. pebbles in first, you're going to fill up that bucket really quick. So when it mm-hmm. comes to actually being able to fit in like massive rocks inside there, it's probably not going to work because physics. Anyway, the the analogy is that like, you know, your big rocks are like those things that, you know, very similar to what Emmy mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's those things that will move you forward. It's those things that align with your values and mm-hmm. kind of the personal state that you are in with your life. So it would make a lot more sense to really fit in those big rocks, so those non-negotiable things in your life, uh, in your schedule first, and then, of course, everything else will follow. So it's like big rocks and then slightly smaller rocks, pebbles, and then sand. Mm -hmm. The sand, of course, being anything kind of like extraneous or or maybe fun or random. Um, Not to say that you can't have fun, but of course, it's like I, I think that having that rule of life, coming back to it, is really trying to focus around like okay you know especially for us as catholics Mm. prayer and being able to be in communion with god is so important even if you're not like a a religious sister or brother Mm. or priest you know even as lay people so if prayer is something that's really important to you um you know finding ways to schedule that in first in your in your schedule in your calendar and then of course like our families like being Mm. able to spend time with your family or your significant other um just so that that's not an afterthought. Like you never want to treat that, or I guess you never want to put other extraneous things above those mm-hmm. things that are, you know, so important and so crucial and yeah. critical to our, our relationships and our life. So yeah, yeah. a lot of things to ponder. That's true. So, that's true. We're not out here bashing on busyness uh, because I think all of us uh, have been and will be there um, many times over in our lives. But but truly, um, to be cognizant of what is making us busy and why we're keeping busy uh, and and perhaps like taking time to really reflect on rest 
being willing to take that rest, especially on the Sabbath, uh, and, and really, you know, shifting around our priorities to look to improving that relationship, I guess, with like our actions and, and what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. And I really like the Bible verse that you added at the end, because I think it like closes things very nicely. Um, it's from Matthew chapter six, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And it's very true in our own lives as well. We can't serve two masters. We have to choose one. So well said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with that, we will close with our question. Some things don't change. Uh, what's on your heart today, Emmy? So I had time to think about this. And during our period of break, something that I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I'm following all the advice that I gave today, but something that I did do to fill my time when we didn't have podcast time <laughs> was something that I really ended up missing was having fruitful, like spiritual conversations with people. And something that I was able to do was engage in studies. So blessed is she um, the beautiful women's ministry that exists is um, has resources for women to have studies on different topics. So I was able to engage in their college study. Um, it was a sisterhood study for college-aged ladies. And there was also one for a summer study on the Trinity. So I was able to do both. And it was actually really funny because like, I was able to journey with women that were either like behind me in the journey, like they're like starting out going to college or people that were like ahead of me in age and stage of life and it was actually really fruitful and being able to kind of have relationships in both that sense and it just gave me so much um for some reason I want to say juice but that's not even the right word it's like it just that makes sense though yeah <laughs> recharge cool. exactly it recharged me spiritually and that was something that I really appreciated because like there's something about sisterhood that refills the heart you know, like there's mm -hmm. something that like, of course, you can have like relationships like in co-ed, like male and female. Of course, we all have our own geniuses in that sense. But like as a woman and it's when it's difficult to find other women who have the same values as you, there's something so beautiful fi about finding women that do and even finding women that do that are from the other side of the world. And I'm very thankful for and just sisterhood in general and community because I've never felt more at peace when I'm with sisters and community and just you know like in that presence of knowing that Jesus is with us because I'm with people that love him too so mm. that's been on my heart lately how about you that's so great I love that yeah sisterhood for anyone who knows me uh you will know that I'm a huge fan of that kind of stuff too so <laughs> that's so great I'm so happy to hear it mm. Mine is really random. Um, like <laughs> Emmy, Emmy can see it. It's in her notes. Yeah. There is a show on Netflix called The Good Cop. Rest in peace. There's oh, only okay. one season. Oh. Um, and I'm really sad. It's it sucks because there were a lot of unresolved cliffhangers, and no. I don't think we will ever get a. It's always the good not. shows, man. Well, I think the internet may disagree with the okay. your, use of the word "good." <laughs> I okay. thought it was pretty cool. Anyway, I, I bring that up because Josh Groban is a, is a leading character, oh. a leading actor in that. And um, it was just so funny. I just, you know, kind of decided to rewatch the whole first season again. Mm. As you all may know, Josh Groban is a literal gift to this earth with his voice. Mm. 
And uh, I had forgotten how much I love listening to to his voice, listening to his music. Mm -hmm. He'd always been such a a huge part of my own journey, Mm -hmm. especially when like both my grandmothers actually had passed away. They both had very beautiful ties to his music. Like they both really loved his music Mm -hmm. Um, and they passed away actually within a decade of each other. So it was... um, I don't know. It was profound, I think, to listen to, obviously, like, old stuff. He has a lot of new music out. And recently, like, I'd stumbled upon just some interviews that he gave where he himself had, uh, you know, really dealt with anxiety and depression. Mm. And listeners of the show will know that I, I too, like, have struggled with those things. So, Mm. I don't know. It was interesting. He probably will never hear this, but I just found it to be so... um, inspirational and Mm -hmm. I think uh, it just you know it gave me pause as well at how in awe I was of his vulnerability and how he's able to use his music um to impact so many people so so truly like I think that I've really rejigged my whole Spotify algorithm I've just been listening to Josh Urban nonstop (laughs) yeah it's been great like he's got some wonderful stuff and Mm. uh, yeah so I'm. I mean, I'm grateful. He is a gift to this earth, and his his talent and his voice is incredible. So. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And with that, yeah, we've come to the end of another episode, and and I'm so grateful to be back with you, Emmy. Um, would you be able to lead us in a closing prayer? Sure. Let's pray. Um, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, teach us to pray. We thank you for giving us this time to learn a little bit more about you again and again through our conversations. And we ask that you continue to be with us as we learn a little bit more about what it means to rest um, and learning how to be a Mary in this Martha world and learning how to not associate ourselves with what we do, but with who you are and who we are. We ask that you continue to be with us each day um, as we wrestle the busy schedules that we have and may we continue to do all these things for you and your glory we pray that you continue to teach us every single day and that you may always be with us every step of the way as we pray glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning as now and ever shall be world without end Amen. St. Clair of Assisi, pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes. God bless. Thank you for listening to a Pondering Heart podcast. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at a Pondering Heart podcast. Join us next time as we continue on our journey to sainthood.